Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Singapore has been ranked the 13th most expensive city in the world for overseas workers for the second consecutive year, ahead of Beijing, mainland China, Yokohama, Japan, and Taipei, Taiwan. We take a closer look now at the findings of the latest cost of living research published by ECA International, and we ask are there implications for Singapore's attractiveness as a destination for companies and expatriates? Lee Quain is regional director for. Asia at ECA International. Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Good of you to join us. So your cost of living survey compares a basket of consumer goods and services that are commonly purchased by expat staff in almost 500 locations worldwide. Now, given that we've been talking about COVID and the movement of global talent, and we've seen a lot of expats move here from Hong Kong, also given rising inflationary pressures, give us a sense of expectations for this survey. Was Singapore expected to do worse than 13th place? Um, it depends what you classify as being worse. Um, in all honesty, I actually expected Singapore, before we published the results of the rankings, I expected Singapore to be much higher up. Mm-hmm. I actually expected it to be, uh, because as you mentioned, it remained in 13th position, which it was in the same place last year. And given the inflation that we have seen in Singapore over the course of the past 12 months, I expected it to be higher and even somewhere within the top 10. Um, but the reason why that it didn't climb higher was in spite of the relatively high rate of inflation that we saw in Singapore, both in comparison to previous years and also in comparison to other locations in the region, at the same time, the Singapore dollar over the course of the last year has weakened against several major currencies, um, including currencies like the US dollar, the renminbi and so on, which meant that obviously, as you mentioned at the outset, what we do as part of these rankings is we compare living costs amongst 500 locations worldwide. And in order to do so, we need to convert the prices that we collect in places like Singapore into a common currency. And when we were converting those prices, for example, from Singapore dollars into US dollars, then even though those prices were higher in Singapore dollar terms this year, and because of the relative weakness of the currency, that basically was what prevented Singapore from rising above 13th position this year. We're going to come back and look at Singapore's performance relative to her neighbours in just a while. A mix of currency weakness in some locations and relatively low rates of inflation impacting that ratio, the widening gulf in cost of living between Singapore and our neighbours. But first, let's look at uh, who's at number one. What are the drivers between Hong Kong placing as the most expensive city for expats to live in? Well, just like Singapore holding on to its position as being the 13th most expensive location, Hong Kong, basically it's retained its crown as being the most expensive location worldwide. What we saw in Hong Kong over the course of the last year was We did see inflation, although not at the same rate that we saw in Singapore. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, it was higher than we have seen in previous years. But what's really happened in Hong Kong is that while the price of general day-to-day goods and services has increased, we've seen the rate of increase being less 
than other global peers. And this is probably because of two factors. Number one, property prices. So unlike Singapore, where we've seen rents for accommodation increase quite substantially over the course of the last year, in Hong Kong, we've actually seen in many, in many areas of the city, rents for accommodation actually fall. And this has been due to possibly one of the factors that you mentioned at the outset with people relocating from Hong Kong to Singapore over the course of the last year. But also because of the ongoing impact of, of the COVID, uh, you know, Hong Kong zero COVID strategy. During the course of our research, which was during March, that was during another lockdown or another kind of like escalation of social distancing measures, which has had an impact on the economy and which probably softened the impact of price rises over the course of the last 12 months, keeping inflation relatively low. It's really interesting. Let's look at the COVID zero policy in China and how that's potentially impacted costs of living. Which are the most expensive mainland Chinese cities and have you seen change in that group? So what we've seen is in mainland China, we've seen Shanghai coming in as being the most expensive location, followed by Guangzhou and Shenzhen. So all three of those populate the top 10 most expensive locations globally. And like Hong Kong, they've had relatively low inflation. So that indicates to me that, again, um, just like Hong Kong, where we have this more strict approach in terms of dealing with COVID-19 pandemic, that is having an impact on the economy, that is having an impact on consumer demand, and that's keeping prices relatively low in comparison with the inflation that we've seen elsewhere. But at the same time, um, what we have seen is, as I mentioned um, when I was talking about what was keeping Singapore um, in its relatively low position, was the fact that the renminbi has strengthened, which is part of the reason why these three locations still remain in the top 10. And then they're joined by Beijing as being the, somewhere within the top 15. So we have four mainland Chinese locations ranked within the 15 most expensive locations worldwide. I know your surveys were done over a period of time. I think the last one was in September last year. Is that right? Yes. So what we do is we undertake surveys every six months for the purpose of the data that we're talking about here. Any comparisons with last year, I'm looking at a year on year comparison. So I'm looking at the difference between our research, which was undertaken in March 2022 Mm -hmm. and March 2021. So could you give us a snapshot perhaps of uh, what we're seeing in terms of inflationary pressures impacting cost of living in the region? Yes. In terms of inflation, most of your listeners this morning will clearly be aware of the fact that prices are rising um, at not necessarily an unprecedented rate, but a rate that is relatively high in comparison to how I used to experiencing. So if we looked at our research, which we undertook in March 2021, so 12 months ago, uh, looking at the locations which we feature in the ranking. The median rate of inflation was around 1% of all of the 200 locations that we include in our rankings. Now, fast forward 12 months, the median rate of inflation is now 5.8%. So that's a significant increase. Um, Asia seems to have weathered the impact of that global inflationary spike more than elsewhere. So the median rate of inflation that we've seen in Asia has only been about 3.5%. 
But nonetheless, we do have several locations which have much higher rates of inflation than that. So the location in the region that's seen the highest rate of inflation over the course of the last 12 months was Sri Lanka, followed by in Southeast Asia, we see locations such as Myanmar and Laos which also have relatively high rates of inflation. But even advanced economies in the APAC region haven't been immune to the impact of inflation. So even places such as Singapore and Seoul have recorded relatively high rates of inflation. So in Singapore, our survey showed that the prices in Singapore rose by about somewhere between 5 to 6% overall. And... If we compare this with other locations in the region, while we have seen high rates of inflation in most locations, as I mentioned, there are some locations that haven't had such a significant increase. Mm -hmm. Those will be locations such as Hong Kong, as I mentioned, but even in Southeast Asia, places like Malaysia and Thailand have had, albeit inflation, but not at the high rates that we've seen elsewhere in the region. Have any countries bucked the trend? Are we seeing a fall in cost of living anywhere? Unfortunately, we haven't seen any locations what we call have lower rates of price growth. So what I mean by this is deflation. Mm -hmm. So over the course of the last 12 months, no locations have have recorded deflation, but we have seen some locations fall in our rankings. We were talking a while ago about the Japanese economy, which we've seen stoke fears of stagflation recently, tepid growth, rising inflation. This year, the Japanese economy fell for the first time in two quarters in the first three months of the year as COVID-19 curbs hit its service sector. So we were looking at the rankings and asking if we could see any countries facing deflation pressures. Lee, what is the picture there? So in the case of Japan, what we saw was several locations in Japan, Tokyo, Osaka, Yokohama, etc., all falling in our rankings. This was despite relatively high rates of inflation that we recorded in these locations in local currencies. However, this was offset by the fact that the Japanese yen has been one of the biggest casualties over the course of the last year in terms of its depreciation. And that's led to these locations falling in our rankings. In terms of Singapore's performance, if we could go back to that for a minute, in terms of Southeast Asia, which countries have widening gaps vis-a-vis Singapore when it comes to the pace of the increase of cost of living? Actually, it's widened against most locations in the ASEAN region. So, for example, we've seen it widen most significantly against locations such as Laos as well as Myanmar. Both locations have suffered significant falls on account of weaknesses of their currencies. Mm -hmm. Um, In Myanmar's case, this was due to the political instability there. But we've also seen the gulf widening against um, other locations like Philippines, Malaysia, Thailand, and so on. Um, And so what this really shows to us is that in spite of Singapore retaining its position as being the 13th most expensive location and not necessarily losing its competitiveness against places such as Hong Kong, the gap in living costs is widening between Singapore and its ASEAN neighbours. The data that ECA International publishes the latest cost of living research data, provides companies with information on how much of an allowance to offer employees sent on international assignments. Can you help us understand if there are implications 
of your research on Singapore's attractiveness as a destination for companies and expatriates? It's hard to say because obviously when companies are looking at relocating staff or establishing or even expanding their operations, staff costs are only one factor. And even in locations such as Singapore where companies do employ and rely on staff from beyond its borders more than other economies, there will be other factors that need to be taken into consideration. Factors such as other costs of doing business, taxes, rents, and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, what we have seen is, in spite of Singapore's relatively stable positioning, if you're looking at how it compares against other locations in the region, as I mentioned before, that widening gap may make companies consider whether or not Uh, particularly multinational companies who have operations not just in Singapore if Mm -hmm. they're in the region, but in multiple locations. Mm -hmm. So it may make them think twice and make them think about, well, why don't they send staff to cheaper locations such as Malaysia and Thailand rather than expanding their operations in Singapore? Mm. And are you picking up on any of these key trends in expatriate management, uh, both in Singapore and perhaps across Asia-Pac? Yes. So obviously we've seen there's been one kind of like migratory flow, which has been people moving from Hong Kong to Singapore. But we are also seeing another migratory flow, which is people moving into lower cost locations, places such as Thailand, places such as Malaysia and so on, where perhaps either aid companies are relocating them there Mm -hmm. because of the costs that I've mentioned. But some people are actually voluntarily doing this where they say that, for example, if even if I'm working for an organization that's based in Singapore, why do I actually have to be here? Why can't I work remotely, for example, from a lower cost location, mm-hmm. benefit from a salary, but live in a more lower cost location? So that's one of the other trends that we're seeing as a result of the pandemic and this kind of like this inflationary spike. Really interesting. Thank you for joining us, Lee. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. We've been discussing the most expensive cities for expats to live in. At number one is Hong Kong, the world's costliest city for the second year in a row. New York is the second most expensive city in the world, in case you were wondering. Singapore's ranking as the 13th most expensive stays unchanged for two years, despite rising inflation. Uh, We've been looking at the findings of the latest cost of living research published by ECA International. Joining me this morning was Lee Quain, Regional Director for Asia at ECA International. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Money and Me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.